Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother, but also about Danny's rocket ship to the moon. Huge updates from me. It's the, the Artemis missions. Money. The Apollo missions were in the 60s and 70s. They're done. It's the Artemis missions. It's Danny. She's on the moon. She has one stonk. And let me tell you what, it's never coming down, baby. <laughs> if you listen to the last 20 minutes of the last episode, got a bit into stonks. And uh, unfortunately, we have to start with stocks. Danny, tell me what's going on with your portfolio. So after talking with Brett last week <laughs> and among other people, all of whom said the same things as Brett, literally no one in my life has said, Danielle, I support you. Yes, you just want to feel something. So go ahead and buy that one stock of AMC or GameStop. No one said that to me except for my husband, who was like, let's buy double. Why not? Who <laughs> I had to talk down from the ledge. So at least I know I found the right person. Anyway, I purchased three shares oh of AMC. God. At how I much? Bought them they were, I think they were $20. <laughs> no, they were like, I spent $40 total. So okay, they were around there. So Wait, they were around, it'll tell me. you got them around, I don't know how to do that math, 40 divided by three. If only there was some sort of calculating. <laughs> I so think, no, I think I got like them 15, at 13. Yeah, 12, I think 13 I got them bucks. at $13. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, check in right now. Um <laughs> Currently, it is uh, 1.10 p.m. on Friday the 5th Pacific time. Uh, yeah. AMC is at $6.83. So you've got $20 now. How, how does it feel? You know, it it's it's okay. I, <laughs> I Obviously, I was hoping it would go the other way, but it didn't. And that's okay. I'm still going to hold on to those. It was 40 bucks. What do I care, you know? Okay. I'm just rolling in money. Um, but so, okay. so all weekend, you know, I saw things were going down. The furor was dying out. The meme was dying. No one's, I was, and I was patting myself on the back. I was like, you know what? Yes, I bought $40 worth of a silly stock perhaps, but at least I didn't buy GameStop. At least that was my one foray into goofy <laughs> stock buying. And I patted myself on the back. I lived my life. But you know, every time I logged into that Wealth Simple app, and by the way, this this podcast should now be sponsored by Wealth Simple. It's getting so many freaking name checks. It but. now is. Well, this is hey Julie's brought to you by Wealth Simple. Start <laughs> an account on Wealth Simple with the promo code Julie. Get no transaction fees for sixty days. That would be wealthsimple.com slash hey Julie, promo code Julie. Yeah. So every time I logged into the account, I would look at my AMC stocks going down, down, down. And I would glance over at the GameStop shares and just think to myself, wow, these were at like 320 last time and now they're falling, falling, falling. For a brief moment, I thought maybe I should buy. And I didn't. I held off until today, Friday, February 5th. 
when I just, the, the call was too strong for me. And I, then I saw that they jumped up 55%. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm never going to get this chance in my life again. <laughs> Fred is, is gnawing on a pen. I said to myself, I'm never oh going to get this God. chance in my life oh again. My I need God. to buy the dip. I need to just buy it just You're to feel something. Dip. You bought the spike. <laughs> We recorded our, our podcasts. So mind if I yeah. jump in here? We recorded no, our please. podcast on, on Sunday, I believe it was. I don't oh, know. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. Sunday this week, past week. Literally 360 days have been blending in together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you and I have actually spoken a lot more this week than we have in normal weeks. Because mm -hmm. I think literally every single day this week, I have screenshotted the price of GameStop at when I wake up at like seven in the morning and sent it to you and we just have a little stock <laughs> conversation. We have been yeah. in conversation about stocks, I believe every day this week, maybe yesterday we didn't chat with each other. Yeah, and it. that's when you really should have been talking to me because that's when the call was getting strong. I need, I'm clearly an <sighs> addict and I need, oh you're my, my sponsor and I need someone to talk me down because I just get so excited when I look at the socks. <laughs> so how much did you buy? How much did you buy GameStop for? So I spent, I spent 92 Canadian dollars on a one share of um, oh God, well, $70, so 70 USD, 70 so do you understand how the stock market, let's back up. Do you understand how to make money on the stock market? Do you, you understand the basic physics of, and I might be blowing your mind here. You buy the stock when it's low and then when it's high, you sell it. Do we get that one? I thought it was one? low. I thought it was low. You bought, okay. So GameStop. It's going to go up again. No, it didn't. It's not going to. <laughs> So this you know morning, what? you said that on Sunday, but it went up 55%. Okay. It was like at 325 or something on Sunday and all week it has just crashed. It's like gone down. It's like an elephant trunk. It's just like going down the big, long, long tail. And then today it goes up and I'm looking at American dollars. I'm sorry, Justin Trudeau. I can't do the conversions in my head right here. So it jump it's it opens this morning at 50 oh my our pod our our listeners love it. Our, it opens <laughs> this morning at $54 and then it jumps up to 82. So you either bought it coming up on the jump at at 70 or going back cuz then it instantly gets back down again and we're at $63 here. So you've already lost money. You've already lost like 15 20% here. Like why didn't you if you really wanted it so bad, why didn't you buy it on like Tuesday when it was like super low? It was. If you want to buy it? the dip, if you really want to buy the dip, you should have bought it a few days ago. Not when it jumps up. You saw. You saw the. Here's my thing. You saw the price go up this morning, and you're like, "That's for Danny." <laughs> well, I thought. I thought. Well, it's going up. I better buy some. <laughs> I thought it's going to keep going up. At lowest point, it hit fifty four. This it hit fifty four, some point this week, but. uh Listen. Yeah, hit 54 this basically this morning. If you bought it yesterday night, anyways. So I think you bought we it all... when it artificially jumped up for like fucking 20 minutes, and now you're gonna lose your money again. 
So now, listen, I think we all know I was good. I needed to buy this one stock. I needed to buy this one share. I had to. And now I've done it and we can forget about it. Yes. I needed to throw my money down the drain on this one stock. I had to. I don't know why, but now that I've done it, I can move on. So you had, you spent $40 on AMC and $80, excuse me, on GameStop? No, I spent 90, 90 Canadian dollars on GameStop. So you spent $130. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you just buy like one Apple stock? You can't afford Apple. That's the thing. Yes, problem. Apple, thing. Apple, don't even get me started here. Apple did a four to one split earlier in the year. No, I look at and Apple they're, they're too. They're literally $136.76 right now. Yeah, and they're down today. Yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, Apple. Sorry, guys. Everyone who has an iPhone listening to this podcast, sorry. Be brick you know? tomorrow. Apple's stock is down fucking point point <laughs> zero 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 one percent today. It's point down point three one percent. Apple's going out of business, y'all. You know what I'd really love to buy? Some what? Amazon. But that is that's too rich very for my expensive. Blood. It's too rich for my blood. It went up twenty bucks today. As Holy an Amazon cow. owner. You I'll do tell you, have you can't afford it. You can't afford it. <laughs> you do? Of oh course my I God. do. Maybe I should have listened to you. Oh my God. Anyways, I'm very I'm not I'm I'm not disappointed. You know, it's like, oh I'm not I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed is like the common parent well, thing. So what do I do but now? I'm what worse. do you think I should do now? I'm like, I'm not disappointed. I'm like not surprised, which is like I'm just like. Anyways, what you should <laughs> I think do you're is a sell surprise. Sell sell your stocks immediately, so you can at okay, least fine. have you can at least have that money back. I'm really depressed, but fine, I'll do it. I'm doing it right now. We have a packed show for y'all today. I'm I'm selling my three shares of AMC. I just did it. Danielle watched the new Katie Heigl show on Netflix. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to the GameStop, though. The Golden Globe noms came out. <laughs> Much to talk about there. Uh, Jared Leto got a SAG nomination for a movie that Danielle watched. Now that I've sold, I'm really sad. The Weeknd is performing at the Super Bowl. There's so much stuff to talk about. I really appreciate you, the listener, sticking with us through Stonk Talk. Stonk Talk. Stonk Talk. Stonk. Hey, Stonky. <laughs> Hey, Stonky. Bye, Stonky. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. So we've been talking for like years on this show. What is your character type? What is your archetype? You get cast on Big Brother. This is, remember, mm. a Big Brother podcast. Yeah. What do you get cast as? Like, Brett, you're like the weird, you're like the weird funny guy. Um, you're not like super nerdy, but a little bit. And like Danielle, you're just like, oh, she's just this. She's just the saucy bee from Apartment 23 who dishes it out. <laughs> now I'm the Does it, old now, hag mom. No, you are Gordon Gecko, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> Wall Street That's mastermind. Wall Street. Oh, but she's a oh, she's a cut. 
through Wall Street, but she's a lady. I've never seen anything yeah. like this. Day trader. The the opening shot of me would be me walking out of the subway with my briefcase and power suit and on the, my cellular telephone saying, I said bye. And then you throw the phone away and you open up the suitcase and there's a brand new iPhone there. Yeah, and every exactly. phone, every iPhone is a is a full conversation, and you throw it away. Except for it wouldn't be an iPhone Pete. because, as we've discussed today, Apple stock is down 03 percent. So, well, now I'm like, maybe I should buy Amazon. Just buy a fucking <laughs> index fund or some shit. That's just like all those are just a gr- like groups of all the other all the other stocks. If the stock market does well, you do well. Generally, the stock market tends to do well. So oh. true. Where okay, should we start? So let's we... start with the Golden Globes. Let's start with the Golden Globes. Let's end with the Golden Globes. Because <laughs> we we obviously had a weird year where not a lot of movies actually came out. And the Golden Globes are kooky anyway, where the nominees are usually kind of weird. Everyone likes to LOL at them. The tourists. The tourists. Um, greatest showman. You know. The greatest showman I did not see, but was legitimately a popular film. Oh, I saw it and I actually loved it. Um, so I see why it got nominated. But, you know, people were mocking it. People were very much mocking it because it is like insane. I uh, that happens every year because you have the musical or you have the musical or comedy section and it yeah they really feel the need to always fill it out with musicals it's like yes a hundred comedies come out a year and four musicals come out a year and three of the four always get nominated (laughs) for best picture yeah um they love a musical the Hollywood Foreign Press they loved uh film that we talked about the prom Shall, shall we run? Shall we read these nominees? Yes, please. Can you, and Let's now, please do. I think in dra- dra- drama section, this is actually interesting. Some of these are interesting because we've talked about much of these movies already. Mm. Listeners will know. Yeah. Best picture drama. Now tell me if you've heard of this one. The Father. No, I have not heard of it. I have not I heard have, of this either. I can't even imagine a world where this movie is actually out and people have seen it but i guess that's the world we live in okay it stars anthony hopkins and olivia coleman two oscar winners two brits we love two, the brits we love a sexy brit and uh, mm-hmm. the poster anthony hopkins looking very old sitting on an old guy chair in a very old guy <laughs> pose and old guy sweater olivia is listening to him intently it looks i mean it looks it looks to be a snoozer. I mean, I'm like picturing the person listening to us describe the movie poster. <laughs> it does look very boring. But we can at least speak to the next movie nominated. You got manked. You got manked, bro. Mank <laughs> was dank. We decided on this show. Mank was dank. We love mank. We support mank. Just get yeah. just get mank a bottle of gin and let him loose We're in her castle. Absolutely. The next movie I have not seen, but I've heard it's good. Nomadland. Same. Haven't seen it. Want to see it. The next one. Take her home and take your chances. 
promising young woman. Take your chances. She's gonna she's gonna lecture you about about <laughs> feminism. <laughs> But, you know, for for some people, that is a true nightmare. So there you go. And then finally, the trial of the Chicago 7. Danielle, just this. So here's the category where I I saw, I saw, I saw, you know, who was nominated in it. And I just, I just thought of you. So this is best director, best director. Oh, yes, yes. Emerald Fennel, promising young woman. You hated it. You hated her. You hoped Emerald Fennel would be like a fennel seed and get ground up and put in a in a pasta. It's true. Your it's true. No, I respect fennel, Emerald. Uh, vodka risotto. I respect Emerald and wish her well, but no, I did not like her movie at all. Fincher, King, Mank, King. Sign it, we seal it, him. deliver it. Just give it yeah. to him now. Yeah, I want to see him give a speech. Speaking of kings, the queen, mm. Regina yes. King, for one night in Miami. Did you watch this film? I have not seen it. Again, people at work were saying that it's great, so I'm very interested. And I also am just a big supporter of Regina King, who is, like, to my knowledge, I think she's won more awards than anyone else. She always wins. She, she's nominated for everything, and she wins everything. And she's very good, so. She's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining. I just think she's incredible. So like she's clearly busting down all kinds of um records, I think. Uh because not only this is a good Golden Globes because even though I didn't like Promising Young Women, it's great because There's three women directors nominated. <laughs> yeah. We love that. And two of them women of color. We love that. And the other so, one is British. And yeah, the other one's British and her name's Emerald. So we we like that too. I saw one night in Miami. Oh, I thought, and your thoughts? I thought it was a bit uneven. It's about um, Muhammad Ali, right? It's about four men. It's about oh. Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay at the time, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown, who all spend the titular one night in Miami together. So these guys actually did all hang out the night after a. a a Cassius Clay fight, and this is sort of like an imagining of like what they did and the, the kind of conversations they had. I, when the movie works, it like it it really works. It's just like it's in my opinion, it was a bit. It's kind of just like the four of them hanging out in a hotel room together, and when okay. it's not, for the most part, that's it. And when they're doing that, it's like really, really good, and it's really powerful, and it's really interesting conversations. About, um, you know, a lot of it is about Muhammad Ali deciding going from Cassius Clay to embracing Islam and renaming himself Muhammad Ali at the with the help of Malcolm X and stuff. Lots of conversations about, um, you know, how famous black men use their fame to get out a message about equality. Um, and the different ways that, and you know, and you have um, Leslie Odom Jr. plays Sam Cooke, and he he kind of is like, "Hey, man, I'm just like, I just like going out there and singing songs. Like, I don't really want to be a part of the whole, um, you know, Nation of Islam thing. It's just a really, really interesting conversations for like half of it, and there's like all these other scenes and like setup that I just found like extremely boring 
and didn't mm-hmm. have anything to do. It's like, and this is based on off the play as well. I'm like, man, I think a oh, play, play. would have been great, but they kind of added in other stuff to make it so it's not just four guys sitting in a room together where I think it right. took detracted from it. So you could tell like the play in there was like really fantastic. And anyways, it's an interesting movie. It's on Amazon if you can watch it. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, since it's on, that's the thing. <clears throat> a lot of these I was like, but like the father, I'm like, where is this even out? How do you even watch any of this? I think that the Golden Globes needs to add a little asterisk and say now available on Prime. Yeah. Now available on Netflix, especially in this the year where none of us are going to theaters. So we don't know where the hell people are watching these things. Which is the crazy <clears throat> thing, but because like Nomadland, not available on these things right now. Yeah, so I want to watch it. Everyone says it's amazing. I How think am the I father watch isn't. This? I don't. I think the father is not available for streaming either. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Um, <laughs> now I'm going to skip ahead. Chloe Zhao, we mentioned, uh, nominated for Nomadland, the fourth, di- the fifth director for best best director. You've heard of him. He's been mentioned on this podcast once or twice. Paul from BB. 18. No. <laughs> Aaron. I wish. Sorkin. Can you just, how do you feel about the king getting nominated? King. Well, here's the thing. I, king. let's go, let's rewind for a second to best picture okay. drama nominees. Oh gosh. Back so out of father, all of huh? those movies, I have to say, I enjoyed the trial of the Chicago seven the most. Um, so I want that movie to win. Yeah. I haven't seen Nomadland, but, and right. I thought Mank was, was pretty good. Uh, I guess I gotta watch The Father. Uh, hopefully I don't die watching it. But uh, <laughs> Trial of Chicago 7 is an entertaining movie. It's really entertaining. So I <laughs> want that movie to win. That's my pick to win. I know to you want to win. You always want Sorkin to win. I don't want him to win Best Director. Screw him. Um, oh, I you, just you th- want a thought lady. the movie was very fun. What if yeah, Emerald I would love Fennel one of the ladies wins? To win. You know what? Even if Emerald wins, I, I support it. I didn't support that movie, but I support her c- career. I don't, I don't need Aaron Sorkin up at the mic, giving some lame-ass speech. And uh, I, even though Fincher would be hilarious, I think, as a winner, I also don't need him to win. He doesn't need Here's my care. prediction on February 5th, 2021. This is Fincher's year to clean up the awards. I hope so. Um, you know, he's got quite he's got quite a a portfolio. Benjamin Button, Alien 3, a number of Nike commercials. He uh I think this is kind of going to be the year where he can slip one in. It's a movie about making movies. It's black and white. It's a movie about Citizen Kane. It's got this big, you know, star performance from Gary Oldman in it. It's just like the most sort of chalky, uh, you know, sort of movie and, and sort of directing um, appearance or, or, or production, I guess. And I'll be real. I'll be real. It's kind of a weak field. And like... <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Emerald. <laughs> Sorry, Regina. Oh. But like, I don't know. Like we have this with, you know, Scorsese. It took, like he won for The Departed, which a lot of people are like, yeah, probably not. Probably not as 
his best movie. I really liked it. So like, so you have a year where it's like the stars align where there's not really great competition. And then he's doing something really showy. And this is, and Mank probably isn't his best movie. Sorry. It's, Cause oh, it's no, Gone Girl. We all know it's, we all know it's yeah, Gone Girl. We all know it. Or Social Network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. But it's like, this is the year it's like, man, no movies came out. And the, you, you did like probably the best technical achievement this year. <clears throat> Fincher, take it home. I feel like Fincher's going to sweep the Globes I don't and know. the Oscars. No. People love Nomadland. Um, <clears throat> I yeah. will just say, even though it's my personal preference, Trial of the Chicago 7 is very much a Netflix movie. By that, I mean it is enjoyable, but by no means should it win. It shouldn't win. I just enjoyed it the most. That's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah, of course. Can it's I? It's probably not. There's no way that it's better than Nomadland. And I haven't even seen Nomadland, but... There's no way. We'll reserve our judgment on Nomadland. It's been yeah. universally beloved. Um, yeah. Can I read through the best picture, musical, or comedy? <laughs> yes, please do. Because they they get to the music part of that uh, this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Borat subsequent movie film. Sure. All right. All right. Sure. Hamilton, which is a musical in the truest sense. It, oh, in that, and... Someone brought some iPhones <laughs> to the uh, theater in, 2000, <laughs> in 2017 and filmed it. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, uh, okay. I guess we're, we're just desperate. We're so desperate. How is this el eligible? <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't either. I don't okay. either. Like, was the... Was the uh, like filmed uh, version of Sunday in the Park with George starring Mandy Patinkin <laughs> that I watched in high school, like when the teacher was sick, the drama teacher was sick that day. Like, is, is that eligible for an Oscar the entire time? And we just skipped over it. I don't. I don't, don't know. know. All right. Here's the most. Here's the most uh, egregious thing. <laughs> Music. Okay, and the, the we just listen. We described the poster for the father, so we need to describe the poster for music. Danielle. Is a paper plate. It is a paper plate with two sunny side up as eggs and a squirt of ketchup as a smiley face, and it is a film by Sia. So when you saw music was nominated, did you for a second think? Wow, did they just nominate the idea of music in the year 2020 <laughs> for best picture? Because like not a lot of no. movies were coming out, just nominating collectively everyone's Spotify and or Apple music experience. What I remember, I knew music was a movie. I forgot, I guess, that it was called music. But I because all I remember is like the backlash it received that Sia made this movie and it's about this girl with autism, I believe, played by Maddie Sigler of Dance Moms fame. I just Googled this movie and literally all yeah. of the like top headlines are like, Sia apologizes over autism yeah. depiction. Yeah. So I guess the depiction is not great. I, but that's all I remember hearing about this movie. So... But, you know, the Hollywood Foreign Press does not care. Clearly, they said. They loved it. We like it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they thought, maybe they just thought, like, music. Maybe just they thought they were like, all right, well, we're nominating <laughs> the Beach Boys and Dr. Dre and, and you know. Uh, we're the Grammys Brooks. now. We're just, yeah, music. 
We give um, this award to all the musicians because we didn't think there were five comedies this year. Right. Yeah, this is a Brett Raider special, the next one. Palm oh, Springs. Yeah. I predicted it on this show. I know you love it. Palm Springs I still seen it. is one of the best pictures of the year. It is. Honestly, of all of these movies, Palm Springs is the best from both categories. Can I tell you something? I'm just, I'm just a little sick and tired of oh. these movies. <laughs> of <laughs> that do the Sandberg. Groundhog Day thing. Oh, okay. Like high concept comedies. I, no, I mean, isn't it literally the same? It's like you wake up and it's the same thing. I'm just sick and tired of it. In, in this movie's defense, can you name another movie other than Groundhog's Day in this one? Happy Death Day. Live, oh. Die, Repeat. Oh. I don't think it's called Live, Die, Repeat, but the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge Colon, of tomorrow. Live, Die, Repeat. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm sick and tired of it. I, and here's the thing. I actually love all of it. I loved Happy Death Day. I loved Edge of Tomorrow. And I love Groundhog Day. But I'm just like, I don't want, I've seen it all. I've seen it now. I know. You wake up. Everything's the same. Then you try to change things. Like, let's do something else. Let me tell you, Andy Samberg's in this one. And boy, does he have some funny Jewish charm. <sighs> I, I like him a lot. I actually rewatched um, Seven Days in Hell recently. What is that? Um, oh, the, the tennis the, movie, right? 30 for 30, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's what it's trying to make fun of. It, yeah, it's a tennis movie. All right. I like it. I support it. It's not going to win. Honestly, maybe it will win. Honestly, I think it's the best of all these nominees. And the the prom is the last one. We mentioned it. The prom. And the it's Streep prom is in the... It. It's prom the what is how it's nominated on the Golden Globes page, GoldenGlobes.com. It's listed as prom the. I'm looking at the same page. And you don't see prom the? I see the prom. I don't know how they do things up in Canada (laughs) way. I don't know how they do it on the Wealth Simple app. (laughs) Um, Well, good for the prom, I guess. Good for the prom. It's got streak in it. Honestly, I think, I honestly think The Prom or Hamilton will win. Oh, The Prom's going to win. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, are, do are, you, do I, we, are there any actor performances you want to talk about? Yeah, I just want to, I want to call out, I don't want to like go through all of them, but I just want to call out some notable things, which is that yeah. Kate Hudson is nominated for the movie music. <laughs> um Okay, and then I, I, wait, Maddie's. Oh wait, never mind. Sorry, I thought Maddie Ziegler was nominated. She's not. Okay, never mind. She's not. I got Helena Zengel, Helena Zengel, confused with Maddie Ziegler for a moment. I'm sorry, but so no. No, that's, that's the chick in the, in the Tom the Tom Hanks movie where he's a cow. He's right. an old bitter old cowboy. Bitter old cowboy, and yeah. That's all, that's all I have to say to call out, really. Because the rest of these, I'm like, what do I know? Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot? Sure. I don't Michelle care Michelle for French Exit? <laughs> okay. Anya Taylor-Joy, who I loved Queen. in Queen's Gambit. But <laughs> what the hell? Emma? Okay. Also, the movie is called Emma. There's a period in it. It's stylized. It's Emma. Emma period. period. All right. All right. Um... You know, best actress is drama is a little bit weak this year. Like, 
we got Frankie McDormand. She's going to win. She's going to do it. And you got Carrie. It feels like it's a McDormand Mulligan two two woman race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's her what's her butt? Frances McDormand <laughs> was her butt is just a fave. Everyone, she wins. If she's nominated, she's winning. What did she just win for? Uh, three billboards a couple years ago, right? Three billboards. And she yeah, showed up billies. to the Oscars like no makeup in her pajamas. Yeah. What is she going to show up this year when she literally will be in her pajamas, like in her like bedroom or living room or whatever? I mean, it makes no difference to her. It truly doesn't. And we we respect it. It's refreshing. Yeah, no, we love it. Um, Riz Ahmed, your boy. My I boy watched that movie. in the movie. It, it you was, watched it. It yeah. wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, I, like, I really don't know even know where to begin. Um, Bill Murray for On the Rocks, the Apple TV Plus movie. Did you watch uh, that? Sure. Did you watch <laughs> no. that, Danielle? I watched it. It was all right. No. It was all right. Okay. Um, it, he's uh, Bill. I'm not saying he, I would say that uh, Bill Murray isn't like delivering a sort of like Jamie Foxx in Ray-esque performance. If you can, right. if you can believe it, Bill, for, Bill Murray is just sort of walking around being funny and being sarcastic and being charming. That's great. I think that's great. Uh, Andy Samberg, best actor. He's he's up against Cohen, Corden, Miranda, Dev Patel, and Samberg. So aren't you rooting for Samberg? No, no, I'm not actually. Um, because I haven't seen that movie. So I really don't like... I'm, I'm sure this is very fascinating for the people, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I just don't have, I don't have a, a horse in that, in that race. All right, quick. We'll move on to some other stuff. Uh, any feelings about you know what, the actually? television? Here's what I'm going to say. All right. And people aren't going to like this. Okay. But Sasha Baron Cohen is nominated twice, right? He's nominated for Trial so, of Chicago 7 yeah. and Borat. Uh huh. Subsequent movie film. I Give think it would both. be great. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you won for both, <laughs> I think that would be a hilarious moment. Because that's what you like. I think we must have talked about this before. But my strategy when watching awards shows is rooting for the most amusing thing to happen, mm-hmm. not actually for what I want to win, what I believe should win, but for the most entertaining thing to happen. It's sort of like my strategy watching Big Brother. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> team chaos. Or at least usually. Yeah, team chaos. So that's that's just my my way of go- doing things. I'm fine with that. I mean, he deserves, like, honestly, Borat is, like, the most important comedic invention of the last 25 years. I mean, the Other movie, than that you guy saw the Jeff second Dunham one, right? and his puppets. <laughs> Did you see this new one? I forget. Did the you watch Borat it? one? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It, it was, was fine. like a fucking two hour, like, go vote <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was truly fine. The girl's great. I'm glad she got nominated. Good for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have one question, final question. We can get off the Golden Globes unless you have anything okay. else. Please. What the fuck, dirt? does Sarah Paulson have on this town? What, You're preaching what, to the cry. What, what is she got? 
She got it on the on the Emmys, on the Golden Globes, <laughs> on the Oscars, on Netflix, the biggest company in the world, Netflix. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna be the lead in every fucking thing you do. I'm gonna get a fucking award for That's everything, what I'm saying. fucking motherfucker. She. This opinion doesn't make us friends. Actress. Great. I, exactly. That's but, the thing. Uh, she really is. What she's in she's in fucking everything. And everything she's in is like mediocre at best. And she's always nominated for, for like best actress. That's the thing. I I really loved her in the first couple of seasons of American Horror Story that she was in. I was like, wow, this this actress is just tops. But then I started noticing her in everything, as you mentioned, and there's no escape. And I think she's great. I do. I just wish we need a little break every once in a while. We need a break between her and Catherine Hahn. I'm just I need a little breather. Give me give me a moment. I feel you like same for you know who's nominated every time he does a movie. Daniel Day Lewis. But he does one (laughs) movie every seven years. But I, yeah. at the same time, you say Paulson's as successful because every time she opens her mouth on a Zoom call, they're handing her a Golden Globe. And it's 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 not that we don't like her. We like her. It's just there's so much of her. You need a break every once in a while. That's all I can say. I need my space. Give Ryan, me my space. Ryan Murphy calls up Variety. He goes, I had a dream last night and I'm not even going to make this into a, a TV show, but uh, Sarah Paulson... Um, <laughs> She, I made a, I made a Martha Washington movie, and she plays Martha Washington. Just gave her the Golden Globe, right? Just, she really is very good. I'm thinking <laughs> now of all the roles she's in. She was great in uh, Down with Love. She was great in Twelve Down Years a Slave. Oh my god. She was great. She's been great in Oceans, Oceans Eight. She's good in everything, but it's just too much. All right, we've spent. I almost feel like we should get back to stocks. Well, let me check my stocks. Hold on. Let me see what happened. Did I make any money? Here's my other problem. I don't check. Should I be checking throughout the day? You should buy, you should buy smart stocks and never check them for decades. Okay. Cause yeah, I forget. And then you send me a text being like, LOL. (laughs) Um, I, I, Speaking of um, Golden Globes, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's not worth it, but I did watch the Golden Globe-nominated film, The Little Things, starring Golden Globe nominee Jared Leto. Yeah, I got to hear about this because it doesn't look good. I don't know why anyone thought it was going to be good, but then it gets nominated for awards just because it's like it's got Jared Leto. He's got long hair. He's doing crazy eyes. He's the he's like the he's becoming a bit of a Sarah Paulson himself, like. Oh, for sure. You give them a fake tattoo and crazy eyes and they're just like, oh, just nominate him for everything. Yeah. You give me a break, Jared Leto. Like, leave me alone. Um, He (laughs) is this movie is a three hour long. I believe other people have said this uh, Law and Order episode. It's three hours. I mean, it might as well be. I think maybe it's two and a half, (laughs) but it's so long. I watched it with a friend over FaceTime and. I just, we were, so we were talking through it, but every time I looked back at the screen, I was like, I can't believe this movie is still playing. I cannot believe it. It's, I was hoping it was going to be like a, um, you know, that movie with Samuel L. Jackson and Ben, our favorite Ben Affleck, Changing Lanes. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like, it very pre- a, a little bit. One, yeah. one small thing starts like a whole avalanche of consequences. That's just based on the title alone. That's what I thought I was going to get. But 
It's not. It's like a kind of seven-esque, like, I mean, they wish it was like seven, <laughs> but it's like these cops looking for the killers of these girls, these hookers. Um, and it's very gray and dirty. And Denzel Washington has a past. And it's just very boring. It's now. It's. I spent uh, twenty eight Canadian dollars on renting it. <laughs> oh my I god! I highly recommend you do not make my mistake. Oh my god! Uh, it's two hours and seven minutes. <sighs> Might as well be eight hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this this trailer comes out for this movie, and they're showing it on TV and stuff, and it very much looks like the sort of movie a bunch of Oscar winners would do in the first week of February where they're like cops and a killer. And you know, you know, when this happens in like any other year, when that movie comes out, it's like, Oh, it's uh Jamie Foxx. And he's on, he's like riding a, a plane that with an AI or some shit. It's like these movies come out in January and they're not good. Right. And that's exactly what this movie looked like. I could have told you fucking two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, this movie sucks. It's coming out in like late January. What do you expect? It's like a shitty, like, like it's one of those movies that they got a bunch of great actors to be in. And then all of a sudden they made it and they're like, oh, no, this movie's absolutely horrible. Let's release it the last week of January when people are like watching the Super Bowl instead. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, can you tell me about the Leto performance at all? Like wh wh why it's yeah, so... Yeah, he does a really weird voice. He has a lot... <laughs> I mean, he really... The problem is... <laughs> What's his voice like? It's kind of hype. I don't know. It's... I can't even do an impression okay. of it. Okay. It's very breathy. And here's the thing. I thought Rami Malek is also in the film. And he spends a good amount of the time, like, chasing down. Well, not chasing because they, they can't prove that Jared Leto did it for a while. But, you know, hanging near Jared Leto and trying to, like, catch him in the act. And Rami Malek is so fucking creepy that the whole time I'm like, oh, they're probably in cahoots. Like, they are doing yeah. this together and he's, he's just pretending to. Yeah. But then it was like, no, he he's just a creepy actor. Like, that's just his choice, I guess, as a performance. So that honestly over... Rami Malek should have been nominated because his performance was the weirdest. I, like, why would you play the role as if you are guilty of murder the whole time? <laughs> like, that isn't even an option. Why did he do that? Maybe... I've been critical of the Rami Oscar and I love Rami. I, you know, big supporter of, uh, of Mr. Robot. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I hated Mr. <laughs> Robot, but I'm a big supporter of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Maybe they gave him the Oscar in Bohemian Rhapsody because it was like such a stretch for him to play like a flamboyant <laughs> normal, person. normal person and not like a weird fucking hoodie guy who's like yes. leering at people all the time. That's what I'm saying. He, like at one point he gives a press conference as the lead like investigator of this case. And the press conference, it's insane. If I'm a journalist at that press conference, I'm like, um, I think he did it. He's saying the fact, he's like, Hello police, I think it was the cop who did it. <laughs> I'm telling you. He, his eyes are bugging out of his head and he's like, we're taking everything into account. Does he yell? Does he get to yell once in the movie? Like and have his eyes it, bulge out and be mm, like, we almost got him, Denzel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that I remember. He's really just always very calm and like possibly in on it. 
Like, it's, uh, it was right. just not, not okay. We do not recommend. Uh, getting back to the Golden Globes, I'm sure she's won a Golden Globe. Katie Heigl, tell me about her <laughs> latest project, Danielle. So I was like, oh, what did I watch this week? Here's what I watched. If you're like me, your Netflix has been pushing Firefly Lane on you. Now, the, the t- first of all, the title of this show, why in the world? Why didn't they just call it Two Best Friends, Katie and Sarah? Because, like, that's what I was interested in. Well, you hopped on, on the call with me right before we started taping. We're like, oh, shit, what are we going to talk about beside the uh, stocks and the Golden Globes? And you're like, I watched Firefly, and you took a pause. And I'm like, the fucking, like, sci-fi show from 12 years ago that, like, one corner of the internet will not stop talking about? And then you're like, Lane. And I'm like, oh, now I'm even more confused. Yeah, it was such a, Firefly is such a specific show to deliberately then be like, Firefly Lane. (laughs) Like, Firefly isn't on that one. Dragonfly Lane. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's, it it very much feels like based on a book. So, I I mean, I think it was like, I have no idea, but I think it was, must have been some sort of like top selling novel. Um, that Katie Heigl was like, ooh, I'm going to be like Reese Witherspoon. I'm going to option this, sell it to Netflix, and get myself a juicy lead role that I haven't had in a while. Unless you count the friggin' NyQuil commercials. And good for her, I say. Katie Heigl's doing NyQuil commercials? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She does a lot of commercials. She, uh, she's she got bills in to pay. In Canada? She, no, in the States. This was when I was living in the States. Damn. I saw these. And, you know, the Grey's Anatomy. I watch Anatomy, a lot of TV. I don't even notice that. Well, it's true. And I think the royalties, I mean, the um, syndication might be drying up. I don't know. But I actually always liked Katie Heigl (laughs) as an actress. So I'm supportive of her in this new role. Um, And then Sarah Chalk plays the best friend. It's a very time jumpy show. They're like, ooh, we love the 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 time jumping narratives uh, going back to the 80s. They have like different wigs and shit. Yes. Not only the different wigs, but they like... Super. Well, here's the thing. I feel bad for Sarah Chalk a little bit because so she plays like the nerdy, supposedly not hot friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next to who Katie was Heigl's, the, like who the was hot the one. very hot love interest on a network show for like <laughs> seven fucking years. But she has glasses <laughs> in oh, this show. People with glasses cannot be attractive. Confirmed. Exactly. So so she. But then Katie Heigl plays. So Katie Heigl plays the hot friend and like the thing is katie heigl does not age but they really age sarah chalk in present day because in present day katie heigl plays like an oprah-esque television uh host and sarah chalk plays like a weathered mom oh so so you know because their lives have diverged so much so katie heigl gets to still look amazing but, you know, Sarah Chalk supposedly looks like shit. Meanwhile, she still looks awesome. You know, she's a beautiful woman. But they try to, they keep trying to make it seem as if she's some frumpy dump. Like, they give her this scene at a department store where she's trying to buy Spanx. Because, you know, Sarah Chalk is needing to suck in that gut. When I think of actresses from television <laughs> in the last 20 years who, like, really need to, you know, to, you know, from a, a scene from Knocked tighten Up, which, up. Tight, you know, tighten it up. Just keep it tight. Yeah. Just keep it tight. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Girl Heigl. I think of Sarah Chalk. It's just so, such a, uh, I actually think I will watch another episode of this show. I have a question. But, yes, please. Why was this role 
And I'm not I'm not judging anyone's body here. I'm just trying to <laughs> No. Why was this role not played by Big Brother winner Marissa <laughs> Janet Winokur? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Big Brother contestant Jessica. What was her name? Remember Jessica? Oh, Milagros. You Milagros. The one who fell. <laughs> yes. She's like a JC Penny model. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know why casting choices are the way they are. I don't know. Um, but so it's basically like it's the show is about these two friends following through their lives. They get they be, become friends in high school. They grow up together. They get their first jobs together. And then they they still become friends, even though one's going through a divorce and the other is possibly addicted to drugs, but hosts a fabulous TV show. So it's not like an Oprah Gale scenario. It well, it's not not like that. But Gail is in her own right now so successful, whereas Sarah Chalk in this show is they make it like she's a mom and she's been out of the workforce for 15 years. So she's oh useless. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then it's very funny because like the recent the um, present day is actually 2003. What the fuck? So like, <laughs> So they show they show Sarah Chalk trying to get a job at a hip Seattle only magazine. And the Seattle only magazine is like office is the most gorgeous, like amazing, like huge budget. Like, oh my God, working at a Seattle magazine in 2003 must have you were just rolling in dough. Um, 2003, huge time for print media. <laughs> it's so good. Uh that sounds fantastic. I'm never going to watch it. I know. I, maybe I'll give like Firefly Lane updates if I keep watching. But that's it. That's all there is. That's all there is for my content consuming because I'll watch Wanda this weekend. What? Me too. I haven't watched it either. Can I say what I'm, I've been watching this week? I'm like all in on. Please. Please do. It's not a new show by any means. Uh -huh. I'm watching The Leftovers. <sighs> oh, my Oh my. I never watched it. Um, it's pretty please good. Please explain your thoughts. Okay. It's pretty good. And everyone says that the first season is the slowest, worst season of it. There's only three seasons. And uh, I'm quite enjoying myself. So, like, yeah. I've, have, I've watched five of the ten uh, episodes in season one. And I'm like, man, that show's pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I liked Watchmen a lot. Like, if you like the Lindelof... Lindelof uh, style um right. it's a bit it's a bit intense there is it depressing yes that's why i have that big sigh because i was um, like i don't i i'd rather watch firefly lane i don't want to be depressed. Not, i would say it's like depressed yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a bit depressing and there's some there is some like rough violence shit that i have not really seen before on uh television uh it's like yeah i don't know if it, i it's, have it in uh, me yeah, it's just how many it's episodes really are you in? Though. I'm I'm in five. There's like probably thirty okay. episodes. I'm in. I'm through five. I'm through halfway through season one. Uh, it's one of those shows that people do say it's like once you've seen the leftovers, it changes you. I'm I'm pretty excited to to finish it. I'll, I'm probably gonna be. I'm probably gonna do like one episode a day for like the next like month or so. I thought, so you, like, I thought you were gonna say I'm pretty excited to change. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to your leftovers updates. I do know that Anne Dowd is in it, and we 
a support. This is a pro Dowd podcast. We're pro everybody, and we pro everybody. We got Dowd, Thoreau, uh, Carrie Coon, um, mm-hmm. Margaret Qualley. We love everybody. We love everybody. Oh wow, she's a Matt Andy she's, McDowell's daughter. She, yeah, I guess this is where she was discovered on HBO. Uh, oh yes, she's like she's Justin Theroux's like moody teenage daughter. Wow. I did. I did like her in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I'm not gonna hate. I will say it is weird. There's like everyone's too hot in the house. That is my one <laughs> thing. Is like Margaret, <laughs> and I guess it's because like whenever Margaret Qualley's in something, like they always like. Sh- I mean, I guess specifically like like one uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and stuff. She's like very much uh, used as like sort of not like a sex symbol in like a like a ScarJo or like like Marilyn Monroe sort of way, but like every time she's in something, it's like, yo, this girl's very attractive and the and the main character is like thinking about like getting involved with her. And it's just weird Wait. because you have Justin Thoreau there who's like also very hot as well. But they're playing they're playing father and daughter. And there's I'm not saying there's sexual tension between them, but I'm just saying they're oh. both way too hot and they also Justin <laughs> Thoreau looks like he's 31 years old and she yeah. looks like and she looks like she's 18 I'm just like wait how old are they why are they both so hot that's what I'm trying to say how old are they why are they both so hot that's just a common problem I think in film and TV is like you gotta cast the hot people cause that's who you're working with in Hollywood yeah and then you have yeah these hot people playing husband I mean daughter and father son and mother and you just, I don't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow a line from the comeback. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for everything. Uh, you know, we'll check in. Uh, there's a Super Bowl this weekend. We'll maybe yes. talk about some commercials. Talk about the weekend. I would appreciate Does that. Does he have more songs than the one song I've been hearing? We'll see. Well, we will see. And I'm very excited for the commercials. I'm excited to eat some nachos. Quick final question on the weekend, then we'll leave. I know you're trying to get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> you know the song The Hills by The Weeknd? Yeah. Does he play that song on the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. That song is explicit. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but he I saw he tweeted or he said something about how he's keeping it family friendly. So you well, can Well, then he's not going to play... A song where the chorus is when I'm fucked up, that's the real me. When I'm fucked up, that's the real me. Well, we'll see. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will keep you all posted on my on my stock journey on Twitter as I have been doing. Um, we will be back next week with even more pop culture takes. Love it. Uh, and WandaVision and whatever else comes out next week. So thank you. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.